0: News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green.
1: And sitting in for Lowell Green once again, Brian Lilly with the raspy voice this morning. Maybe from screaming at the walls. Maybe from screaming at you know, what is going on with the province of Ontario and the education system. It was a work-to-rule campaign by several unions representing either teachers or support staff in Ontario schools. And yesterday, there was a deal struck with two of them at the deadline. Liz Sandal said in a news conference yesterday, the process to get to the tentative agreement has not always been easy, but I want to thank everybody for coming together. These tentative agreements should make sure that elementary students in Ontario get their report cards. It should ensure that in certain public schools, the, the floors are washed again, the garbage is actually taken out on a timely schedule, as opposed to what's been happening. I don't know about your school. Maybe you could tell me if caretakers have been on work to rule at your local school. But in some parts of the province, this has been happening. they ah, we won't pick up the garbage. Ah, we won't wash the floor. And on the teacher's side, we're not going to do everything we're supposed to. The secondary teachers have not come to an agreement. And Sandals has said, oh, we're going to get tough on them. We're going to get tough on them. And we're going to authorize school boards to dock their pay by 10% until they're doing their full jobs. Do you believe her? Do you believe Liz Sandals when she says that they're going to get tough? Do you believe that the Wynn government is going to do anything in the interests of taxpayers instead of just doing what the unions want them to do? Because let me remind you, it was only, what, two weeks ago now that we found out? Two weeks ago tomorrow. Yes, that's right, because it was two days after the federal election when the Globe and Mail finally released their bombshell report that the Ontario Liberals had been paying millions of dollars in secret uh, payouts to Ontario's teachers' unions to pay for the cost of negotiating their contract. They were also funneling money from a fund to help struggling students graduate into raises that the public never knew about for some of these teachers. You know, the Globe held that report because they didn't want to interfere with the election, right? I don't blame Adrian Morrow, the reporter that did it. I blame the Globe management. But anyway, we also, so we find out about these secret payments, and then you have to remember that the Win government owes much of its success at the ballot box To the teachers' unions. The Ontario English Catholic Teachers Association paid out $2.1 million on election related activities in 2014, $1.9 million in 2011, and they contributed $250,000 to working families in each of those election years. Working families being the front group for the unions that works hand in glove with the Ontario Liberals. The Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation spent $386,000 in 2014, gave $250,000 to working families. So what's that? Just for 2014, when Wynne won her election, that's $2.1 million from OECTA and over half a million from the Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation. That doesn't even include the Elementary Teachers Federation. So it is a good quid pro quo relationship going on between the Wynn government and the teachers union. So when the teachers union say jump, Wynn and Liz Sandals really say how high. That's how I view it, because I don't think I can believe a word that Liz Sandals says at these news conferences that she's looking out for taxpayers, that she's looking out for the interests of students and parents. No, she's looking out for the interest of the people that helped put her there. What are your thoughts on this? Can you believe the Wynn government, now that you know about the secret payouts to the teachers, now that you know how much the teachers' unions have paid in to help re-elect the people they're now negotiating with, can you believe a thing that is said by the premier, by the education minister, by these union officials? 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility, or one eight hundred five eight zero two three seven two. It's Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green, and I want your thoughts on this. I don't think we can buy what they're selling. There is a cozy relationship that smacks of corruption that needs further investigation. And I think it goes, it is rotten to the core, it is rotten to the premier's office, And it is costing us untold millions, never mind all the problems with the education system, with work to rule, with a lack of consultation and parents on sex ed and other issues. This is is corruption at its finest. 521-TALK, 521-8255, or Star 580 on Bell Mobility. I'm Brian Lilly in for Lowell Green. Back in moments.
0: Back to Lowell Green on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA.
1: And Brian Lilly in for Lowell Green. Apparently, the idea of when government corruption is just so accepted that nobody really cares about it anymore. So nobody's calling in. Maybe I'll run a contest, give away a big brown bag of rusty things that don't work anymore. Call now. We'll see if that gets anyone in. Look, uh, we have a problem in this province that isn't going away. I think someone just called in for the big brown bag of rusty things that don't work. We've got a problem in this province in that the relationship between The governing party and the teachers' unions is so tight, it's so quid pro quo, that we can't believe what they say. We find out about a week or so ago that the Ontario government, under the Liberals, has been paying the negotiating costs, millions of dollars, from us, the taxpayer, paid out to teachers' unions to cover the cost of negotiating their contracts. Contracts that have seen incredible raises over the last decade for everyone in the education system. Even as enrollment in Ontario schools is going down, what we spend on education is going up, and most of that is going to salaries. Salaries of the people in the union's that then turn around and funnel millions of dollars back to the Ontario Liberals. It's a recycling program of sorts, you could say. We send the Ontario government money, they give raises to the teachers, the teachers and their unions send millions back to the Ontario Liberals. Rinse, wash, or wash, rinse, repeat. And it's been going on for years. So now, We've got a work-to-rule campaign because uh, they don't like that the teachers' unions and, and some support staff don't like the way things are going. So they go on work-to-rule, and they demand more from the Ontario government. And that Ontario government goes out, and it tries to sound tough. And Liz Sandel says, oh, you can trust us. You know, it's not going to cost you anything.
2: All five agreements that we have reached so far with our teacher federations and with CUPE are consistent with the government's net zero bargaining framework, meaning that any salary increases are offset through the collective agreement.
1: Do you believe her? Net zero? They've told us that before. They've told us that, oh, we're not giving out raises, and then we find out that they funneled money from a a fund to help struggling students. I have lots of problems with Dalton McGinty over the years, but one of the things that he was committed to was improving Ontario's high school graduation rate. So they set up a special fund. We're going to help. We're going to target struggling students. And part of the reasoning for doing this, it's a good reasoning. It is that if you don't have your high school diploma, you're going to be living on the margins. You're going to have trouble getting a job, You are going to have trouble adapting in society as a grown adult. You are going to end up costing the system money. You are going to be a drain on resources rather than a net contributor. And your quality of life will suffer. So Dalton McGinty, for all the other problems I had with him, said, this is one of my priorities. Let's help struggling students. He sets up a fund. The Wynn government says, we can use that fund to... Give secret raises to teachers. It's great, isn't it? And then those teachers, as I said, give millions back to the Ontario Liberals. Wash, rinse, repeat. Let's just funnel money. Why don't we all just pay our taxes to the Ontario Liberals instead of the Ontario government? Welcome your thoughts on this. 521-TALK, 521-8255. Star 580 on Bell Mobility. Calling from out of town. You can call at 1-800-580-2372. Speaking of out of town, Ron is in San Diego? Yes, sir. What are your thoughts, sir? You're calling in from San Diego on liberal corruption in Ontario? Why?
3: Because I live in Ontario.
1: Okay. Uh, give, know, give me your I thoughts don't on this.
3: And about people. How stupid. I mean, stupid is not the word. They are so... I don't know what the word is, but... To vote for the goddamn liberals to sinking our ship, picking our pockets. I call it financial rape. No conscience. They don't care. And we can all go to hell as far as they're concerned as long as they pick our pockets and take money from us. How are poor people going to survive?
1: Well, they're not. We talked about that yesterday with the energy poverty that's coming. Let me ask you this. How do you you mention the liberals and it sounded like you were saying generally? Quick answer on this, Ron. How would you feel about the Globe and Mail holding the story about the secret payments until, hey, af- until you, after until after everyone mean, voted for Justin?
3: There's supposed to be a, a, a an OPP inquiry about what was going on with with Winn and her cohorts
1: never happened. Well, no, it did. It did. One man got charged, but remarkably, the uh, the premier's deputy chief of staff and campaign manager did not, even though well, her comments are clearly recorded.
3: Well, yeah, what they did is they they've, they looked for somebody to be the GOAT, and the guy said, okay, I'll do it, and probably got kicked back for that one. But, you know, they're talking about the highways. Here in San Diego or California, they have super highways, like 14 lanes, 16 lanes with a lot of traffic. There's no toll road. There's no toll road. Here we have the 401, which is the lousiest highway in Canada, with all the 18-wheelers that take up the, the the space for cars. It's terrible. Uh, there's some, sometimes, terrible.
1: Sometimes I'm doing the trip from Toronto to Ottawa, and the majority of what I'm dealing with are 18-wheelers taking exactly. up the, the road. Ron, thanks for the call.
4: My pleasure. Thank you.
1: Rick in Russell is calling about the teachers' unions. Rick, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly.
4: Hi, Brian. Um, Listen, I've been listening to this for for quite some time now, and every time uh, I turn around, it seems that the liberals are doing backdoor deals with the teachers' union or the teachers' union are doing backdoor deals with the liberals. Which is
1: why I'm asking, can you believe Liz Sandals when she says, we've got this new deal? I don't
4: believe any of these ministers say. Um, It's all it's all smoke and mirrors um this is the what i'm worried about is this is the stuff we're hearing about what about the stuff we haven't heard about what about the stuff that's still hidden in the background that that hasn't been hasn't been released yet or hasn't been found out yet because we all know that majority of the media um is so left-wing it's 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 obvious they don't even hide it anymore they just they just come right out and say, you know, or, well, the, the Globe and Mail, the uh, the release of the uh, of the information uh, after the federal election proves the fact that the Globe and Mail is, you know, in the pockets of the Liberals, and they always will be. It's it's disgusting. It's
1: well, uh, I'll have a post up at the Rebel Media later today showing how you know CP, the unbiased wire service, basically wets themselves every time they talk about Justin. But and, and, that that that's the different level. What really level, upsets but me
4: is, is when we when we request an inquiry from the OPT, uh, they come in uh, and you know go through the motions, but nobody seems to get to get charged, or nobody seems well, to get to get uh, you know
1: slapped on the wrist. There there are a pile of investigations, and in one one person's been charged, but there are several other ongoing investigations with this government. And, right, and, um, and
4: have we heard anything yet? No. no. Have, has anybody been been brought forward? No. What's the going Ontar- on?
1: The Ontario political police. Rick, thanks for the call. Thanks, Brian. All right, quickly to Darlene in Ottawa. Your thoughts on liberal corruption.
5: Uh, good morning, Brian. Yes, corruption. I think right now um, you're not hearing a lot because I think there's a lot of people like myself. We're in mourning for this uh, province and what's happening to Canada as a whole. And I, I'm not exaggerating. Um, I really tried my best to talk to friends, family, you name it, uh, brought up the Ben Levine scandal, uh, you name it, and how Wynne was, you know, holding hands with Trudeau. The media, everything that I could think of, got maybe one person interested. And um, the corruption, well, it's you know, it, it says it all in the last settlement. I believe it was with the uh, primary schools. Um, no, we're not going to pay any of their union costs. Well, they're not because they got caught mm-hmm. by the Globe but, and Mail. But
1: but do you, we got 15 seconds left. Do you actually believe her, darling?
5: Are you, n- no.
1: <laughs> this, no. This, this is the question I want answered today.
5: No. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye.
1: Thanks a lot for the call. Try not to mourn too long. I'm Brian Lilly from the Rebel.media setting in for Lowell Green, back in
0: moments. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green.
1: And sitting in for Lowell Green, Brian Lilly from TheRebel.media watching CTV in the break there and American officials saying their satellite images of the Russian plane that went down showing a heat flash just before the plane fell out of the sky not a a heat flash as in a a trail, like a missile going up, just a heat flash, and then it went. And reports from Russian news agencies about the black box recorder, which is actually orange, indicating unusual sounds in the cockpit before the plane went down. It it still has not been ruled out that this ISIS-related group that claimed responsibility, it still hasn't been ruled out that that is completely false. At this point, it looks unlikely that they would be shooting ground-air missiles at the plane. But that doesn't mean they weren't involved. And if if Russia believes they are, expect things to change in the Middle East very quickly because Vladimir Putin would not let something like that pass without a strong reaction. He is not uh, Barack Obama. In some ways, that's good. In some ways, it's bad. Um, not a fan of, of either leader particularly. But... Uh, Brian Lilly, as I said, sitting in for Lowell Green. Uh, Top of the hour, we're going to get to your calls in a minute on whether you believe the Ontario Liberals and the education thing, but top of the hour, uh, my friend Ezra Levant, the rebel commander, is going to join us. He's got an an interesting take on the Syrian refugee issue. We'll switch topics up then. Um, He's looked at a, a poll of the attitudes of Syrians, and you need to hear what Ezra's got to say on this. But I'm asking you if you believe this morning... Asking if you believe the Ontario Liberals when they say, don't worry, you can trust us. We didn't give the teachers anything special after it was revealed that they've been paying off their negotiating fees, millions in secret payments to the teachers unions across the province. Those unions then, of course, turn around and spend millions to get the Liberals elected. A nice little cozy relationship. So when Liz Sandal says, don't worry, we're ending the work to rule and we've got a deal. Do you believe a word she says, Helen is in Westboro helen you 're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly.
6: Hi, good morning. First of all, I did like your comment about the Ontario political police and <laughs>
1: I've, been, e- I've been calling them that uh, I think since January when I was on the air here, and we found out about the recordings well exactly
6: i i'd never heard you say that before, but uh, it's a very good comment. And the other comment I want to make is about Yasser Naxi and uh, the uh, Innes Road Jail, uh, RDC, whatever it's called, and his saying that they hired 14 new people. Like, I wonder how many of those guards, because of the conditions that are there that have been going on for years and they've been trying to deal with it, uh, how many of them are on long-term disability? The Ottawa police just hired or are hiring 25 more officers because of that sort of thing, of people being on long-term leave and being uh, reassigned to uh, desk jobs and so on because of stress and illness. So 14 people, 14 new correctional officers. Give me a break. And why aren't, why aren't Yasser Nakvi and Bob Shirelli talking to us more about what's going on with their portfolio? Yasser is very happy to talk about what he thinks is positive, putting an end to carding.
1: Yeah, Uh, but but he doesn't want to make himself available when the questions are tough.
6: Exactly.
1: It's not not unusual for politicians of any stripe to do that. Oh, Uh, I know. But I do notice that um, uh, it's only an issue that gets covered by every media outlet when it's a conservative that does it.
6: I was just going to say that, and it reminds me of the Republican Democrat uh, debates, you know, the questions that went to uh, uh, the Democrats and the ones that went to the Republicans in the last uh, debate.
1: You know, it's um, I I love Ted Cruz's comment at the last debate on CNBC and um, where he just he rattled off all the questions that were asked and said, this has nothing to do. You know, these are not serious issues. And the Mm -hmm. response of the uh, the moderator Mm -hmm. was to say, well, I've asked you a serious question about the debt ceiling, but he didn't. The question was. You've got this compromise agreement, and you don't support it. Are you not the uniter that America needs? I mean, yeah. tell me that's not a a, a biased question. As that the, was an
6: aggressive question.
1: As the conservative party looks to do their um, uh, leadership debates, as they search for a new leader, they they've got to avoid that trap. And um, I'll have more to say on that in, in coming and days and, and how we can uh, how we can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was good to see yesterday. Uh, Glenn Beck at the Blaze offering to host the February uh, Republican debate. We'll see what they do on that.
6: Well, I have to say I'm not a fan of Glenn Beck's. He's kind of <laughs> off the wall. I'm, I'm very much conservative, but and I when he I first had access to his show, that was fine. But uh, there are a lot of good conservatives that could host it. <laughs> well, Hopefully
1: it is actually a conservative outlet that hosts it, not NBC. They've proven themselves unable to do it. Helen, thanks for the call. Thank you. All right, Fred is in Centertown. You're calling in on liberal corruption. Do you believe
7: Liz Sandals? No. No? No, not at all. In fact, I think the, the whole issue of what's going on in uh, Ontario uh, concerning the government, the unions, uh, the police, to me, it, I think it's got to be a conspiracy that goes even higher. I, I have never heard anybody... Uh, and i 'm not surprised, particularly the way they try to control the media but or the media tries to control information but um where 's organized crime in all this <laughs> they 've got to be mixed up in there somewhere well
1: i don 't know too much money i don 't know about organized crime being mixed up, but it does kind of sound like an organized crime setup doesn 't it exactly we will we will give you raises you will pay for our reelection
7: yes and i I think the uh I think the um the power is higher than the uh, the political part of it. I think they're just puppets, and somebody somebody much higher up, or uh, very very wealthy, whether it's in Ontario or uh, some other part that has interest in Ontario, uh, are pulling a lot of strings to control. Uh, if you control the money, you control the power. And I think it's all uh, the whole thing is a power uh, power struggle. Not even a struggle, but. It's a it's a power play.
1: Uh, well, absolutely, it helps them stay in power to hand out our money. Peter, exactly. thanks for, or Fred, thanks for the call. No problem. Uh, we'll get Bye. to Peter and Charles in in a couple of moments. I'm Brian Lilly, sitting in for Lowell Green. Don't forget, top of the hour, my friend Ezra Levant joining us to talk about the disturbing news he discovered on Syrian refugees, who we might be letting in, and why security is a real concern. Brian Lilly, in for Lowell Green, back in moments.
0: Now back to Lowell Green on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA.
1: Brian Lilly from the TheRebel.media sitting in for Lowell Green, and we'll be joined by the Rebel commander himself, Ezra Levant, at the top of the hour to talk about the Syrian refugee issue. Um, Ezra finding out some information that... Um, Well, should disturb everyone. We'll also take a look at the fact that only now is the idea of bringing in 25,000 refugees in less than two months being vetted for whether it's possible, whether it's a good idea. We just skated past that during the election. And those of us that said security was a concern were told, why do you hate people? Why do you hate refugees? Craziness. Right now, asking you about liberal corruption, asking you whether you believe Liz Sandals when she says, Don't worry, don't worry about these new deals I'm signing to give teachers more raises. It's not going to cost you anything. We've got this recycling of our money going on between the Ontario Liberals and the educational unions, particularly the teachers' unions. Millions of dollars given to the teachers, millions from the unions. Back to the Ontario Liberals. Great work if you can get it. Peter is in Ottawa. Peter, you're on the Low Green Show with Brian Lilly. Do you believe Liz Sandals?
8: No, no, not at all. And I, I think that what well, you're doing a great service by, you know, raising, uh, reminding people of what's going on in this province. I think we're we're reaching a, a high water mark in political affairs, not only in Ontario but in Canada. And I think now with Justin in town, you know it's going to be a lot. It's going to. I think you're going to see a lot of labor problems in Canada right now because a lot of labor groups look at Justin as naive, young, inexperienced, and an easy mark. It's going to be a soft touch for a lot of uh, um, greedy people.
1: Do you you want um, want me to tell you what he's promised the unions in this country? The the Conservatives passed two bills that were constantly described in the media as anti-union. And they were not anti-union. They might have been anti-union boss because the union bosses didn't believe it. But one was to give workers in federally regulated industries, including the federal government, the right to a secret ballot when they're voting to certify or decertify a union. Rather than everyone knowing how you vote, they they didn't have that. They gave them the secret ballot, which is how we've been holding federal elections since the 1870s. Trudeau yeah. said he's going to get rid of that, and he's also getting rid of the financial accountability in Bill yeah. C-377, which yeah. 80% of union members in some polls have said, yes, we support that. We want to know where our dues money's going. Right,
8: right. Brian, what, what these supporters who are pushing all of this, this huge rainbow coalition that has the Liberals at the front, what they're, what they're pushing these ideas and basing it on is the Scandinavian model, but they have to understand – that Canada is a hell of a lot bigger, a hell of a lot more diverse uh than these small Scandinavian countries. This is a fantasy that they're cooking up. And look, when I see people out uh trying to make a living self-employed, guys got a truck or whatever and he's trying to, you know, get some some jobs here and there and I see these uh political people coming in by the boatload with these uh, you know, they're very smug and they're they're just they're just peddling a lot of hot air and BS and I'm I'm thanking you right now for bringing this to our attention. I hope Ezra Levant does as well, because these are important issues, um, and I think Canada's heading in the wrong direction.
1: All right. Peter, thanks for the call. Thank you. Charles in Nepean. Did I hit the button right? Yes, I did. Charles in Nepean, you're on the Low Green Show with Brian Lilly.
9: Uh, yes, I want to make some comments about our health care system or our lack of health care system. Uh, this concerns my daughter, who is 50, who is requires uh, <clears throat> surgery for a herniated disc, She has two tumors in her back. She went into emergency on Sunday night at midnight. She was there for 24 hours. She got uh, ultrasound and MRI, and they sent her home last night at midnight and said, uh, well, basically she was uh, complaining about numbness in her right leg. They said, well, if you start to experience numbness in your left leg, come back, and maybe then we will consider you for emergency treatment. Uh, the best they can do is to say they will give her a call sometime this week, and hopefully they will schedule her for surgery sometime this month. That's the best, uh, they, that's the best our health care system can do.
1: I, um, I, I can't get into the intricacies of your daughter's situation. I don't know them. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. But what I always tell our American friends who ask me about our health care system and is it really awful, and I say no, the care that you get is good. The problem is getting the care, and sure. sometimes you have to wait yeah. because it's rationed. Mm. And it's
9: rationed, that's right.
1: That's what they're headed towards right mm. now. Yeah. All right. And anyhow,
9: that's my comment, and uh, I'm, uh, well, you can guess I'm 80 now. I've lived in this province for all of my life, and this is the most corrupt government in my entire lifetime.
1: Well, I, 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 would, millions I would spend hard... billions on
9: windmills, millions on teachers but they're cutting back on nurses and doctors. It is crim- borderline criminal negligence, and cutting as far their, as I'm concerned.
1: And cutting their pay and telling them to do more. Yep. While well, the teachers... I guess the doctors don't donate enough to the Ontario Liberals. Mm-hmm. Charles, thanks for the call. Thank you. Cindy in Ottawa, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Good
10: morning, Brian. Morning. Um, I have a, a few points to make that I'll just uh, rush through because I'm, I was so upset after this election, I, I, I couldn't... I can't even... Express it. I can't even pick up a newspaper without getting mad. Um, I think Sandals is a liar, like the rest of the liberals. I think the Globe and Mail should be charged for withholding information to voters.
1: Well, um, yeah, that's that's not going to happen, and I don't think there is actually a charge there. But their reputation yeah. should take a hit over this.
10: Exactly, and we all know that they're in the liberal back pockets, right?
1: Yeah, don't don't believe anyone that tells you the Globe and Mail is a conservative paper.
10: No, no. (laughs) The reporter,
1: by the way, I need to say this again. The reporter did a good job. It was management's decision to hold that back.
10: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that I I realized. The reporter was just doing their job. Um, Another thing, I'm a nurse, and uh, (laughs) it really upsets me that on the RNAO website that uh, they say that throughout the campaign that um, the active members of RNs, NPs, and all that, uh, they were engaged with politicians to ensure that health care was at the top of the agenda. So this, to me, proves that, you know, Wynne had them in her back pocket against TUDAC. And this bothers me because I never authorized them to speak on my behalf.
9: Mm-hmm.
10: I am clearly a conservative and there's clear corruption in this government at the federal and provincial level. I want Wynne out I think that we should call for another federal election. This is the corruption is beyond corruption.
1: <laughs> it, so, it, you're at a loss for words. I can tell the upset.
10: I am. I, I, I have so much to say. I don't even know where to start. But I think that the uh, Auditor General should not be a, a liberal.
1: Uh, well, um, Bonnie Lysak has been pretty tough on them. And we'll see what comes out. Apparently, they're agreeing to. Um, to let these secret payments be investigated. Mm-hmm. And Aren't,
10: like with the Gomery inquiry um, for ad scam, mm-hmm. it was found that it was liberal linked and everything, and nothing still happened there.
1: Well, this is the problem. This is why I don't like public inquiries. Mm-hmm. They, they, are, uh, they give everyone a chance to um, you know put everything off, don't deal with anything, It looks like something's happening and then a report's issued and gets ignored. So that's why I am not a fan of public inquiries. I'm a fan of action uh, and public inquiries are a way for politicians to hide from accountability. Thanks for the Mm -hmm. call. Thank you. Gloria in Ottawa. I'll learn to hit these buttons. Gloria in Ottawa, you're on the program.
2: Good morning. Nice to uh, have you on. Thank you. Um, You know, I'll tell you, the Liberal government, they are so corrupt and it's, Lie after lie. I mean, how many times has the story of, of Liz Sandel and Kathleen Wynne changed concerning these union payoffs? It's 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 so blatant, and and they have no shame. I mean, the Liberals—they treat our tax money as their personal slush fund to pay the bribes of the unions and also buy the votes of union members you know they
1: <laughs> what's it, wrong it, with what's wrong with using our money to buy a union that then pays for them to get reelected that sounds fine
2: it, it, it. It's it's almost beyond corruption, and it it defies words practically. I mean, today, I mean, take the unionized police force. To date, they're supposed to be investigating three uh, uh, three corruption uh, uh, acts by these liberals, and to date, they've done absolutely nothing. I mean— it's obvious that 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 their 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 union, the police union, has been bought off because last time uh, on their on their last contract, they got an eight and a half percent increase in their wages. For God's sake, you know. And you know,
1: I I never used to to bash the police, but the actions of the OPP over the last while have forced me to lose faith in that force.
2: I mean, something- I'm a pro cop guy. Well, I I'm a pro cop person myself. You know, they they, they do uh, an almost an, uh, a very very difficult job. But it's it's gotten to the point where they do absolutely nothing. I mean, and even the police association the, uh, themselves, there in 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 Toronto, they are they are supposed to be investigated by the RCMP on charges of theft and fraud. Well, and-
1: I- Yeah, I think that's the OPP's uh, association. That's
2: right. right. I mean, and the RCMP, where are they? They haven't done anything yet.
1: Gloria, we're out of time. Thanks for the call. Brian Lilly in for Lowell Green back after this with Ezra Levant.
0: This is Ottawa's home for breaking news, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green.
1: And sitting in for Lowell Green, once again, Brian Lilly. I'm here all week. Try the veal. It's going to be fun. Uh, We're going to see the fundamental transformation of Canada start tomorrow with Justin Trudeau swearing in. And the man that I spent election night with, not being happy at the result coming in, is joining me now on the line. Ezra Levant is founder of the Rebel.media, the rebel commander. And Ezra, uh, you don't need an introduction to this audience. People know you, and, uh, and they love you. But I don't think they're going to love what you were reporting on late yesterday and that people need to look at today. And that's the, the poll on Syrian migrants. And you keep calling them migrants. First off, tell me why you call them migrants instead of refugees, and then I'll ask well, you about are... the poll.
11: Sure. Uh, Great to be back on the show. Thanks for having me. There are some genuine refugees who meet the strict UN definition of people fleeing from real danger. But as you can see in Europe, uh, the people who are streaming across Europe, I call it the Million Muslim March. They're overwhelmingly young men. Um, Typically, when we think of refugees, we sort of think women and children first. We think the young, the old, the sick, the poor. That's not who's storming across Europe right now. It's According to the U.N. themselves, 75 to 80 percent single guys um, who have sort of abandoned the women and children back home. So we have to be very careful, first of all, that we don't just let anyone in who says, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm a Syrian refugee. Yeah, well, and, and,
1: and a lot of them that are going in now to Europe and, and ever was it Germany said only one in four is actually from Syria?
11: Oh yeah, I mean, but, but it is
1: the it's the emotional argument of Syria that says, you know, why you've got to take all of these people in, but they're coming from all over the place. It's just a free oh, ticket into Europe.
11: That's right. And Angela Merkel has basically said, first come, first serve. Whoever can make it here by boat, by land, by train, gets in. So there's no screening. It's it's really survival of the fittest, which is the opposite of what we think of when we think of refugees. That's why it's young men who can get in a dinghy and make it to germany it's probably going to be a fit 20 year old muslim man as opposed to you know a 70 year old or a or a mom and a and a kid but here's my main point the actual syrians in refugee camps in jordan in lebanon in turkey i presume that's where canada would take our 25,000 from that Justin Trudeau swears he's going to take by christmas which is what just 7 weeks away so there's a There's a think tank in Doha, Qatar, an Arab country, that actually did a public opinion poll of 900 of these Syrian refugees in Syrian refugee camps. I've never heard that done before. So I was very interested in it. Uh, It's a real statistically valid survey of Syrian refugees in refugee camps, uh, accurate uh, within 4%, 19 times out of 20. And they asked some fascinating questions, such as, do you think that the U.S.-led combat mission against the Islamic State should continue. And 37% said no. And then they asked another question, which is, do you support the degradation or defeat of the Islamic State? So the first question was, do you like an American war? And I can understand a refugee saying, I don't want any more war, fine. But the next question was much more precise. It was, do you support defeating the Islamic State? So it's not talking about uh, combat. It's just, do you want the Islamic State to, survive Mm -hmm. or not. And 31% of Syrian refugees say they do not want the Islamic State defeated. 31%. So this is a wake-up call to people who think these refugees are just little lambs that we're separating from the wolves. There are wolves amongst them because you have pro-Islamic State terrorists. You have anti-Islamic State terrorists. You've got Hezbollah terrorists Fighting Islamic State terrorists, you've got so, Al Nusra terrorists, he, and you've got so many terrorists fighting each other. And thirty-one percent of the refugees love the Islamic State.
1: In the video that you've got uploaded at uh, at the Rebel Media right now, and I believe it's on my Facebook page as well, Facebook.com/slash Brian Lilly. Uh, you actually show a group that is. Um, oh, wait, doesn't look like it's there. So I'll have to I'll have to make sure that does get uploaded. Um, uh, in the next little bit, but it is on the rebel.media. But you show one of the groups using women as human shields. That's right. I mean,
11: so-called Syrian moderates. I mean, this is so crazy. Um, they take uh, Alawite women. Alawite is a, it's an ethnic tribe in Syria that the dictator Bashar Assad is from. So they they've taken these Alawite women, put them in cages on the top of pickup trucks, and they drive them around as mobile human shields to stop Bashar assad from fighting against Islamic State terrorists or or anyone else. They're literally driving around with mobile women human shield trucks. Like it, it's so it's shocking. It's barbaric. This
1: and has those been are part of
11: so-called moderates.
1: This has been part of the argument for those of us who have concerns. It's why the Harper government focused more on bringing in refugees from Iraq, where you can. It's easier to separate the good guys from the bad. In this, there is no good guy side in Syria in the civil war. It's you know there. I'm sure there are people that are uh, just completely innocent and completely displaced by it. But find me the good the side of the good guys.
11: Well, yeah, I mean, and there's so many gangs and clans and tribes and fight, and and that's the thing. Just because someone is an has been victimized by Bashar Assad doesn't mean that they are innocent themselves. There's so many sides to this war, and they're all as murderous as the other. I mean, I, there are some lambs amongst them, but here's my point. Justin Trudeau says he's going to take 25,000 of these migrants by Christmas. That's seven weeks away. Uh, it's going to take him a few weeks just to get some people over there to start sorting them. Let's say he's up and running by December 1st. I don't think he'll move that quickly. How do you screen 25,000 people? In a foreign language, in Arabic, in, well, that'll be three weeks, really. I mean, 25, let's R- call it 25
1: days. Richard Kurland, uh, one of the most knowledgeable people I know on the immigration and refugee front, has said that, yeah, this can be done as long as you want to give up security vetting. He said, well, if you don't, if you don't think that vetting people for security or if you think giving that up is an acceptable risk, this can be done, but otherwise, it can't.
11: Well, and that's the thing. Don't kid yourself for a moment to think that there aren't terrorists who also have families who would love to come to Canada for our free stuff and, frankly, to get away from the hellhole they've helped build. And I'm not even saying all those terrorists will commit terrorism over here. Some of them will have a nice retirement from their life of terrorism. But one of the things I also show in the video, and people can find it at thetruthaboutrefugees.com that's another website we've set up the truthaboutrefugees.com is according to other polls like by the the, uh, the Pew uh, Center you know th- we are importing 25,000 people from really the most backward place in the world so I don't know if you're a liberal and care about things like this but you know if you care about gay rights these Syrians are probably the most homophobic people in the world if you care about honor killings there was an honor killing every day in syria before the civil war and it's probably skyrocketed since then so these are people who are who have a culture of violence and sectarianism and live in brutality and i again i'm not blaming all of them i'm just saying shouldn't we sort the wolves from the lambs shouldn't we take just the lambs. I actually would like to rescue some of the lambs. We can't save the entire world. We can't move all of Syria here. The only real solution is to stop the war in Syria and defeat the Nazi fascists called the Islamic State. But shouldn't we, if we're going to take 25,000 people, shouldn't we select the good guys from the bad? And you cannot do that in 1,000 people a day in a foreign language. What are you going to do? Are you Are going to Google their names?
1: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it, it may come down to that. Ezra, we've got to run, but thanks for the time. TheTruthAboutRefugees.com? That's right. Okay, and of course, at TheRebel.media as well. Rebel Commander Ezra Levant, I'm Brian Lilly, sitting in for Lowell Green. Call in on this. 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility. What do you think about taking 25,000 Syrian refugees by Christmas we're finally getting the vetting of Trudeau's grand idea that we didn't get during the election campaign how confident are you that this vetting will happen 521-TALK 521-8255 star 580 on Bell Mobility
0: now back to Lowell Green on Ottawa's home for breaking news covering what matters to you News Talk 580 CFRA
1: you heard the news from my friend Ezra Levant and it should concern all of us. The swearing in of Justin Trudeau takes place tomorrow and you can you'll be able to catch that live. CFRA will take the live feed from Rideau Hall tomorrow starting at 10. Will be I'll be here. Um that should end around 11:30 or so. I'll be here uh to take your calls after it's over and At that point, the fundamental transformation of Canada will begin. I keep using that term because Barack Obama used it in 2008 when he was elected, and that was his promise, fundamentally transform the country. In many ways, it's Justin Trudeau's promise as well, and let's face it, the Liberals borrowed heavily, including bringing in key organizers from Obama's organization to help them win this last election. And I think when you promise to bring in 25,000 refugees, and not screen them, you need to be concerned. And as Ezra was saying, watch his full report. It's up at the Rebel. Watch his full report. He talks about the fact that 31% support ISIS. 31% of the people in Syrian refugee camps back ISIS. The folks that have helped make their life a living hell. Is that what we want to be importing into the country? five two one talk five two one eight two five five star five eighty on bell mobility, or if you're out of town one eight hundred five eight zero two three seven two How do you sort the wheat from the chaff in this instance? How do you say we will bring over those that actually want to lead a peaceful life that want to move to a Western country? As opposed to those that are sitting in refugee camps and saying, you know, those ISIS guys, I like them; they're doing the right thing. And then maybe they come here and they want to bring that mentality here. People will say, "Oh, Brian, that won't happen. We'll they'll get to Canada. And they'll adapt a Canadian way of life." Tell that to the Shafia family. And if you don't recall them, they were the the family that four of the women from it were found in what's essentially the end of the Rideau Canal down in Kingston, in a multiple honor killing. Why? Because the daughters and the second wife had adopted a Western viewpoint, a Western way of life. How do we separate those that want to come here, those that will accept The way things are done in Canada versus those that are sitting in camp saying, ISIS, those are the good guys. That's the side that I want to win in this war. 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility. Michelle in Ottawa has been waiting a long time to talk about liberal corruption. Michelle, you're on the Low Green Show with Brian Lillard. Well,
12: listen, Brian, I heard Ezra, and you know— the fact is, what he's reporting didn't just start happening. It's been happening for three years, four years, and if you were to have watched the Christian, the crazy Christian conservative uh, news uh, from the states for the last few years, they've been reporting all of this stuff too. And and what I heard in er, a lady earlier today, and she said that she didn't think people were calling in because she thought people were in mourning and i think what it is is that we are trying to figure out what the ethos of our culture is what's the underlying sentiment now that that our beliefs are drawn from we're being governed by depravity and it just seems to, the, the principles that used to unite us, the principles that came from the Bible, we could all kind of say we were playing by those rules, but now anything goes. Anything Not goes, and there's no accountability for it. Like
1: You know, I, I remember being out in Stittsville with, um, the day that Steve Madeley interviewed Prime Minister Harper, actually. Uh, that was on a, a Sunday, I believe, and... Uh, The prime minister was doing an announcement, and he was quizzed by the media on why he wouldn't bring in more Syrian refugees and why won't you move faster. And he said, you know, I announced a little while ago that I was going to be doing this, and none of you reported on it. This wasn't an issue until it could be used as a stick during the election campaign. Now Trudeau's idea is finally being vetted, and you've got experts in the field actually saying this is going to be impossible or very hard to do.
12: Have you noticed yourself, or is it just me? Because I, I really am pissed off at the media. But it seems that the last few days now, all these stations that weren't reporting stuff are now reporting. Like last night, I think it was CBC did a special on what's happening in Germany. And, uh, you know, the civil upheaval that's happening there and the divisions and the, it, like, it's dangerous there.
1: Yeah, the and. And, and you, you are you're correct, Michelle. You know the Syrian civil is? war has been happening for a long time. And, and I
12: think it is. I think that the liberal media just wasn't getting enough dirt out of the conservatives proper governing. And they really need a liberal in there so they can jack up their ratings <laughs> because it's I, don't, I don't I don't I don't think you that's slaughter the case. And behead people. And and Christians, let's say it, it's, it's a religious war. It's exactly what it is. Well, it's no surprise they've it, been telling us what's coming down the pipe. It is. And we all we do in our culture now is we turn on each other. If I'm to say this out somewhere, everybody will turn and look at me and call me a bigot and I'm full of hate and this. And, and all we've done is we've trained ourselves to turn on each other while there's real horrible things actually happening and about to happen. And you know what? We'll just pretend it's not going to happen.
1: We, um... We've watched as ISIS has turned on everyone that disagrees with their interpretation of Islam, so that includes Christians, it includes Jews, it includes Yazidis, and as Ezra was saying, Alawite Muslims, which is what Bashar al-Assad is, they're targeted as well. Anyone that doesn't believe what they do is targeted. And that's why there's no good guys in this fight. Michelle, this, thanks for the call. Wait one more second. And
12: uh, in the midst of all of this, we're going to have a giant screen and happy waving faces. Don't forget, it's like a sock off. Put your best <laughs> skirt on and come with a smile. Woohoo! Good time.
1: Thanks for the call, Michelle. Brian Lillian for Lowell Green, back in moments.
0: This is Ottawa's home for breaking news, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green.
1: Brian Lilly, still sitting in for Lowell Green, we will be with you for the rest of the week. The swearing-in ceremony will be carried live here on CFRA tomorrow, and I'll be on the air after it's over to take your calls, get your reaction to it, give you my thoughts as well. At the top of the hour, you heard from my friend, my business partner, Ezra Levant, on the issue of bringing in 25,000 Syrian refugees and information that he found, a poll of Syrians in refugee camps, by an organization out of Qatar that found 31% of people in those Syrian refugee camps support ISIS. And that's what we're going to be importing to Canada in large numbers. 25,000 is Justin Trudeau's promise, and he's still saying he'll do it by the end of the year. How do you separate the people you want from the people you want to keep out? Well, now that the election's over, Trudeau's idea is finally being vetted in the media— as opposed to just calling anyone that has qualms or concerns about bringing in so many people so quickly, as opposed to just calling them bigots or hate-filled or trading in fear. The Globe and Mail quotes Brian Dick, the Mennonite Central Committee's Migration and Resettlement Chair, as saying, Everyone I'm talking to who does the logistics for these things says it would be quite challenging to get that many people here by the end of the year. Lawyer Richard Curland, an expert in immigration and refugee, who is not opposed to bringing in lots of refugees. By the way, if they're real refugees, neither am I. But here's what Curland told The Globe and Mail. 25,000 refugees by January 1st is possible if incomplete security checks for 25,000 people from the Middle East looks like an acceptable risk. Given what we've told you about the views of some of the people in these camps, is it an acceptable risk to you? Do you think that we're going to have proper vetting? Are we going to be bringing in real refugees or are we going to be doing what Europe's doing, importing large numbers of young single men while the women and children stay behind? By the way, Canada has brought in thousands of refugees in conjunction with the UN refugee resettlement office thousands of refugees from syria i think the number is three to four plus more than twenty thousand from the other side of this conflict more than twenty thousand from iraq where it is easier to get in vet people and figure out who the good guys are and who the bad guys are canada is the second highest country for un refugee resettlement in the world but you didn't hear an awful lot about that during the election did you Aaron in Ottawa, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly.
13: Hey, Brian, how's it going?
1: Uh, well, a little frustrated today, but we'll survive. I, I, know,
13: what you, I know what you mean. Um, listen, Brian, I'm a 20-year-old male, uh, and I'm, I've been hearing your program all morning, and I'm absolutely frightened of what the world's coming to. It is absolutely amazing to me. Um, I just want to speak about the, the refugee, uh, refugee situation. Uh, a couple of days ago, I saw an uh, article in the States Uh, That was online. And it had a picture of, uh, it was a little sketch. And on one side of the sketch, it would be the state. uh, So like the parliament and um, the education system. Mm -hmm. In the middle, there would be a big wall. And on the other side would be the religious institutes. And on the top, it said, uh, never let the influence uh, decide what we do, uh, which I completely agree with. It's amazing. Um, But again, it's it's amazing what's going on in the world. And like you said, uh, Canada is the second biggest country that takes... Uh, all the refugees, and that's who we are. We're 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 Canadian. We take we're
1: people welcoming that, people.
13: That's absolutely right. That's who we are. We've done that for so long. But like your your friend who was on the uh, the the uh, the program today, there's a difference between refugees and the people who want to to hurt us. Um, well,
1: and, and and what Europe's getting are, are not real refugees. They're economic migrants. Um, Germany is admitted only one in four is actually from Syria. We've got to make sure that we're doing what's right. Not get caught up in what Stephen Harper rightly he rightly called it chasing headlines during the
13: campaign. Mm-hmm, exactly, and uh, like I said, I have tons of friends that are refugees, and I have tons of friends that are immigrants, and they're absolutely great people. They they, they help uh, us Canadians. They they're, they're turning into Canadians, and that's that's what we want to do. But uh, again, like uh, with everything that uh, ISIL is doing and all that stuff, it's it's frightening.
1: Well, I grew up in an area where finding the um, Canadian-born family, the fully Canadian-born—I was born here. My parents weren't, uh, and there were lots of families like that where I grew up. Uh, and and it's funny, people come to Canada and they want to become Canadian and adopt, adopt Canadian ways of life, and it's liberals with white guilt who want them to stay in whatever culture they came from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and, and important, and people people choose to come here and I'm talking mainly about the uh, the immigrant population now, they choose to come here because of what we stand for. And I think the refugees that seek out Canada do that for the same reason. We need to make sure that when we are importing 25,000 people that we're not bringing in, those that are telling the pollsters, I think ISIS is the way to go. Aaron, thanks for well, the call.
13: Yeah, uh, thank quite, you so much.
1: You had a quick thought there?
13: Yeah, I did. Uh, why don't we, uh, if we're going to bring in 25,000 people without screening them, why don't we just open up all the jails and let everybody out there too?
1: Don't give them ideas. Don yeah. <laughs> in Ottawa. Don in Ottawa. You're on the Low Green Show with Brian Lilly.
14: Yes, uh, Brian. I wanted to say that uh, I think it's it's going to uh, create um, instability in Canada for sure because a lot of these people coming over, if they're not properly screened, of course, they could be killers. They could be terrorists. And and why would we even let one in and endanger our population for what uh, we have no nothing to gain for that. And the other thing is the cost. I mean, I, I used to get emails that refugees get, like, about $20,000 per head. I don't think that they're just going on welfare if they can't work. They get a special rate. I mean, seniors only get, like, the old age pension is, uh, what, $6,500 a year. So why are we treating these people better than our own citizens? And, and, and a lot of them come here supporting ISIS as, as you, you know, your, uh, uh, the, the poll that you cited uh, as an example. Uh, They they support people who cut people's heads off, who who burn people alive, who terrorize people. Why would we want anybody coming to Canada with that kind of an attitude?
1: Well, and and I'm sure, I'm sure, look, they're going to bring in 25,000. Doesn't matter what anyone thinks about it. This is their promise. I'm sure that we can find 25,000 people that don't support ISIS, that don't want to import that way of thinking, that way of life to Canada. But will we do the proper screening and vetting? Or is it going to be doors wide open?
14: I, I don't think they're going to do the proper screening, but another risk is we have a lot of people here that can't find work. And the economy is not real strong right now. And these people who are coming in, probably they don't even speak English. I mean, many of them, from what I've read in, in Europe, they don't have any job skills. They're not even employed, but a lot of them don't want to work. They've heard what we get here on welfare and they don't want to work.
1: Well the, the... They don't work. To. Yeah, it's going
14: to burden our, our social system more. And to think of the impact to the medical system. Right now, we already have a problem. We have a medical system in crisis. All of these people coming in with all kinds of diseases and AIDS and whatever, uh, burdening the medical system. People here won't even be able to get access to it. And the cost of all of these things just skyrockets. Right now, if you look, you know, we're losing money from the oil revenues like crazy. I mean, our, our economy, the Canadian economy, I just read in, uh, in the news, is declining relative to other advanced economies. Year by year, we're declining. We're moving down. And 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 now, with the extra cost of refugees, plus apparently the Liberals want to support Bombardier, send them more money. I mean, they're losing money hand in fist to other uh, all right.
13: corporations.
1: Got to take you a know. break, uh, Don. Thanks for the call. Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green. Your thoughts on all of this. We'll be back with calls from Lisa and Greg. Issues uh, with Chris on refugees. You're listening to News Talk Radio or News Talk 580 CFRA.
0: Now back to Lowell Green on Ottawa's home for breaking news covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA.
1: Brian Lilly in for Lowell Green and breaking news for you. I am 19 Facebook likes away from hitting 11,000 people who enjoy sanity. On my page, I'm 19 short of 11,000 Facebook likes. Let's test the power of the CFRA nation. Will you get me over 11,000? I should have asked this earlier, but are there 19 people out there in the CFRA nation who have not already clicked like it? Facebook.com slash Brian Lilly. Let's push that number up there. But right now we're talking about the issue of refugees. You've heard from the experts. You've heard from... Ezra Levant you've heard from me do you feel confident that the government will screen the 25,000 they're bringing in properly Lisa in Ottawa you're on the Lowell green show with Brian Lilly
15: yes I, I have no problem with the 25,000 if you want to take 25,000 but they have to be vetted um, it, even the experts the resettlement people the aid organizations say it's it's too much at once. He wants to bring in 25. He just has to stretch it out over a year. He's just going to have to reconsider how quickly he's going to bring them in. Because if he wants to bring them in, they have to be screened so that there's time to process them. There's time to vet them. I think it's, they're it's just in gonna their br- best interest if it's all done right and not done in a rush way.
1: I think we're just going to import them all, put them on military bases. That is one idea that the the incoming government has floated: house them on our military bases and then do all the processing. While they're here,
15: no. It's better to bring in the right ones first than trying to get rid of the wrong ones later, and because they can just disappear like so many do into society here once they're there. You better—it's better to do it the right way. Um, you know, I have no trust. He's going to do this. He's, you know what I mean. Mind <laughs> he's not- you, he, he's he's starting to become like a politician where he says, "Well, I didn't say that exactly. I'm reconsidering my ideas." So hopefully, he reconsiders this idea and say, "Yeah, I'm still bringing the twenty five thousand. It's just going to be a little longer than than I said." So. All you
1: know, right, Lisa. Thank thanks for the call. And the power of the Cfr Nation is proving itself. In one call, I went from nineteen shy of eleven thousand on Facebook likes to eleven over. Thank you, but. Hey, keep clicking like, facebook.com slash Brian Lilly. Chris, in Ottawa, you're on the Low Green, program, our Low Green Show with Brian Lilly. Uh, thoughts on refugees?
16: Well, thank you. First of all, I wanted to say I really appreciate the work that you and of Levant are doing with Rebel media. Uh, thank you. And uh, the, the unfortunate thing in our handling of refugees is we're sort of hobbled by our desire to show tolerance and even, you know, an embracing of Islam. If you wanted to be pragmatic...
1: But do you you need to embrace ISIS?
16: No. Well, naturally, nobody wants to embrace ISIS, but unfortunately, it's very difficult to have one without risking the other. Uh, In the short term, if you wanted to be pragmatic and get 25,000 people with relatively low risk, you could simply demand that they recite the Nicene Creed. Um, If you were to make your first raft of refugees, grab them from among the uh, displaced Christian peoples in Syria, there would be a lower risk of support for ISIS. Uh,
1: That would be... The
16: optics of that make it very unlikely.
1: While the optics, and I'm sure that someone would launch a court challenge and our courts would throw that out pretty quickly.
16: It's unfortunate that we can no longer support Christian peoples around the world as
1: we should. Well, I, look, one of the, and I hate to keep going back to the campaign because the campaign's over, but... The, the Toronto Star actually ran an editorial denouncing Stephen Harper's promise to bring in more refugees because he said uh, he would focus on religious minorities who are being persecuted. And they said, oh, he just wants to bring over Christians. If they had actually read the news release that he put out, it talked about all the different religious minority groups that are being persecuted in this civil war. And there are many, including several strains of Islam.
16: Yes, sir. The unfortunate thing is, it's a lot tougher to sort those out.
1: This is true. All right, Chris. Thanks for the call. Thank you. All right, Greg has been waiting on the line to talk about liberal corruption. But Greg, do you have any thoughts on uh, on the refugee issue?
17: Uh, well, as far as the refugees are concerned, it, uh, you know the, the idea of trying to trying to vet twenty five thousand people between now and the end of the year, needless to say, is totally ridiculous. And that just just goes to show what uh, what a political airhead Trudeau really is.
1: Well, it's, uh, it, it is his promise, and um, he says he's going to stick to it. Um, oh, well. Are you, would... <laughs> are you calling in on the, the liberal corruption that I was talking about earlier with the teachers and uh, the Yes, but honor, in, I want to the make province? that comment, too. Okay.
17: Um, I, I think there's an old saying, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, the, the old saying is uh, uh, the fish rots from the head down. Mm-hmm. Worse to that effect. Okay. Well, I, I guess, uh, you know, as far as the liberal from Queen Parker, Queen's Park are concerned, we're, we're stuck with the SOBs for another three years or so. I guess our, the best we can hope for is that uh, the opposition will hold uh, hold their feet to the fire, and um, you know, come 2018 or, or thereabouts, that uh, people of Ontario, voters in Ontario, will uh, will wake up and see the light and uh, vote uh, vote them out.
1: Well. Look, we didn't vote them out last time. I'm not too optimistic yeah. well, uh, you about know, next time.
17: Here's hoping that the, the, this new guy, Brown, I believe his name is.
1: Patrick Brown, yeah. Patrick
17: Brown, yeah. Here, well, here's hoping. I, I, I guess all we can do is hope that uh, he does a better job than his predecessor.
1: Well, I, I know uh, several members of the CFRA Nation were out supporting Patrick Brown in his leadership bid. We'll see how he does. Greg, yeah. thanks for the call. By
17: the way, uh, by the way Brian? Yep. Yeah, just, just, just very quickly. Uh, I, I miss not seeing you guys on TV. You... You, Ezra, and uh, and uh, the rest of the gang.
1: Well, we've moved online because that is the way of the future and the way without the regulators. But uh, it's always good to be back here at home at CFRA as well. Thanks a lot.
17: We'll do. Thanks.
1: All right, Ray in Barhaven calling in on taxes, but I got to ask you quickly about the twenty five thousand refugee promise.
18: Ridiculous. Uh, has I haven't heard anybody mention England and second and third generations are blowing up blowing up buses blowing up subway uh, things, hey, you've got a problem. Uh, we bring in that many people, and I understand, uh, like, it's not for the lack of money. They're so radical in some of their belief, and I don't well, that, mean that's all why, of them. That's why,
1: that's why we've got a Vet bet between. Them,
18: right. Okay. And, you're, and just but, with regards to taxes, mm-hmm. I know the Post Media has bought the Ottawa Sun, and anyways, you can read a lot of their articles now that are slanted towards I've, the left. We're happy for you. This is regarding the taxes and the splitting of income being reduced. It says we're happy for you if the cons- conservative government income splitting plan works to your benefit. But remember, lower taxes means a higher federal debt. That is ridiculous. Yeah, higher you, federal who, who, debt who
7: wrote is, that? is
18: based on spending. Who wrote that? Well, it it doesn't say, Lindsay Hepburn wrote in disregarding. oh, Linda Leatherdale didn't write it, but she had a comment on November the 1st column.
1: Uh, I'll I'll look that up, but uh, look, even Kennedy talked about how reducing taxes can increase government revenue, and I have documented several times how reducing uh, corporate taxes has increased the take for the government from corporations uh, yeah, People need to get their heads out of the sand.
18: You got it. All it right. uh, the way I look at taxes, the government is telling us that they know how to spend our money better than we do. Taxes take all of the money away from private industries. It, it reduces jobs.
1: It does, right? We gotta you. we got to leave it there. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Been a blast having you with us today. We'll be back at it tomorrow. As I said, we will be carrying, during this program... We will be carrying the uh, swearing in of the new government from Rito Hall, and I'll be here to take your calls, get your reaction, give you my reaction. When that all wraps up, we expect that to be around 11.30 tomorrow. Between now and then, keep clicking like, facebook.com slash Brian Lilly. We'll see you at therebel.media, and we'll see you here again tomorrow.